Previously heard on Good Hope FM. Time for 343. Yes, yeah, Zizo. Thanks, Dan. Good morning and welcome to 343, your exclusive football segment every Thursday from 11.30. We have a special guest in studio today. It's the Safa Cape Town President, Bennett Bailey. But before we speak to Mr. Bailey, we preview this weekend's football action. It's an international football weekend, so there are no domestic football around the world. Bafana Bafana play Libya in a crucial 2019 Africa Cup of Nations qualifier at the Moses Mabida Stadium in Durban on Saturday. A win will put South Africa in pole position in their group in order to qualify for the finals in Cameroon in June 2019. Bafana Bafana in the meantime beat PSL side Amazulu Tunnel in a friendly match yesterday in preparation for the all-important encounter goals from Supersport United forward Bradley Hrobler and uncapped Orlando Pirates winger Vincent Poole secured the friendly win for the national side. Bafana Bafana already secured an excellent Tunnel away win over Nigeria in a group match last year and will face Minnow's Seychelles in back-to-back fixtures next month. The squad, squad has been rocked, rocked by a number of injury withdrawals with Lebo Motiba, Bongani Zungu and Klompo Kikana as well as Temba Zwani forced to sit out due to injury as a result of um, some action they had earlier this week. Bafana Bafana coach Stuart Baxter remains confident with stars like Keegan Dolly and Percy Tao leading the line. Of course, there are a host of international matches scheduled for this weekend. Here's a pick of the bunch. Tonight, Cristiano Ronaldo leads Portugal against World Cup runners-up Croatia in a massive clash at the Estadio Algarve. And, of course, Austria hosts Sweden this evening as well. The Netherlands, who did not qualify for the World Cup this year, play Peru at the Johan Cruyff Arena. And action continues tomorrow night when Japan meet Chile at the Sapporo Stadium. World Cup semi-finalist, Belgium, play Scotland at Hamden Park in a Hamdinger. And on Saturday, the USA host Brazil at the MetLife Arena. Mexico go up against Uruguay at the NRG Stadium. Argentina without Messi. Remember, Messi has now retired from international football. Argentina take on Guatemala in Los Angeles. And that is the pick of the bunch of your international fixtures for this weekend. Now, last Saturday, Safa Cape Town invited all football fans, stakeholders, clubs and administrators to an open forum at the Athens Stadium called Have Your Say. We now welcome Safa Cape Town President Bennett Bailey to 343 and Good Hope FM. Mr. Bailey, welcome to Good Hope FM and 343. Okay, good day and thanks for the opportunity. So it's been a few months in the hot seat as this new Safa president. Tell us what's your experience been in the few first few months. Of course, it's been a tough start to the year. We've had drought and um, yes. football has not been rolled out as we normally uh, have every season. Yes, it was a tough start because people want to play football and I was elected to lead a football organization, not a football-less organization. Okay. Um, and it was also about bringing certainty to the sport of, of football. Um, and we've ad- adopted the slogan called football shall be played. And people attach a lot of arrogance to that. But okay. to us, it was about certainty. To bring certainty to the lives of young people. And you know, sport is being played by the youth, not by old toppies like myself. Yeah. So youth need certainty in their lives. And that slogan brought certainty to them. So we've mobilized around that. Our membership went down because of the drought from 120 
thousand to seventy-two. We've lost seventy-two thousand. We lost a lot of members, and for this year, we brought it back to hundred thousand. So the slogan really helped to mobilize youth into action again. Well, we've had some rain, so the future looks a bit brighter in terms of the drought, and and the dams is filling up. We're on sixty percent or slightly more, yes. and obviously as a result of that, hopefully the, the the drought or the restrictions will be lifted, and 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 the football fields will be green again, and we could get back to our normal seasons. Yes, hopefully, and that's a conversation we will. We must have for the city of Cape Town because the conditions are different. Yeah. But we have the same attitude towards yeah. facility development. And that was one of our plans that we've adopted for the next four years. We call it the 10-point plan. It's about focusing on facility development. And for that really to be successful, we need to have a conversation with the city of Cape Town. So speaking of your plans, what are your short-term, medium and long-term goals as the new SAFA president here in the Western Cape? The first one is that, and that's very short and that, that that's achievable very easily, okay. and that is to open the conversation with the city. Now, we've had regular conversations and that must now go down to local level. Okay. But that is where the problem is. I do not think everybody talks to each other. And the facility is important. You cannot play football in, 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 yeah. in, in your dining room. You need to go out and you need to play where it matters. And that is where the first challenge is. So that is just to open up the, the communication channels. Yeah. That's the short-term one. And then the short to medium term is that we need to get at least some assistance or sponsorship for especially our women competitions. Yeah. They are struggling. They are struggling big time and especially around transport. There are teams from Atlantis that just folded and because of transport. Simple thing as transport to get people to events because they play home and away and they cannot afford. So if we can get, um, get the sponsor to just assist our women groupings or our women teams, then that will be a major achievement. Is there, is there a solid marketing strategy in place to attract corporates back into South African football? It appears as if corporate South Africa has been disillusioned or lost interest in South African football as a result of structure or a number of other things are not possibly delivering on, 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 on what corporates desire out of being involved or partnering with football in South Africa. Yes, one of the strategies that we do have in place, and I must also um, thank my predecessor advocate Aronse, he brought really a good governance structure they put that in place. Yeah. So we have regular financial statements, we have regular AGMs, annual general meetings, we have seamless change over of leadership from the one to the other. And we also remove the tension within the organization. Okay. So that is in place. So for any sponsor that's interested to invest in football, it will be a safe investment. Yeah. Your long-term goals? The long-term one is really that we need to look at how do we trim down these 35 local football associations. And that, that is really where a lot of um, ideological debates will have to take place. Yeah. I mean, 35 in, uh, in, 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 in this metro, we're the biggest, we got the most local football associations in, in the, the country. country. Yeah. When we take... Um, but um, don't, don't you think by reducing the amount of LFAs, LFAs would reduce the amount of football played in the Western Cape? Not necessarily. Okay. We might even increase the quality. Because sure. we... and we it, Quality it, it, over quantity. Yes, and we will also rest some of the fields. So it will be on a home and away basis. So it means that every Saturday, they will not, every second Saturday, there'll be a game. So the field will also rest and it will assist with facility development. It's 11.38. It's 3.43 every Thursday, of course, from 11.30. We have Safa Cape Town president in studio. We continue our conversation after this. This is 3.43, your exclusive football segment every Thursday from 11.30. Now, last Saturday, as I mentioned earlier, Safa Cape Town invited all football fans, stakeholders, clubs and 
administrators to an open forum at Athlone Stadium, a concept called Have Your Say. Now, joining us in studio is a very special guest. It's Safa Cape Town President Bennett Bailey, who has now been in office as the newly elected president for just a few months. And Bennett has been telling us all about the his vision or Safa's vision for the foreseeable future. Now, Bennett, on Saturday, the forum called Have Your Say. What was the vision behind the concept in terms of having a forum like this? It's never been done before. And of course, if there's a lot of people in public coming, everybody's going to have a say and you won't be able to make any everybody happy. But what was your vision behind um, the Have Your Say forum? It was uh, a harvesting of ideas uh, um, process. Okay. After harvesting all those ideas, we would harness it into various teams and went to develop it. And we also wanted to listen to the rank and file because we meet as a, as a general counsel with the leadership. And we hear those voices for, for all those years, but yeah. we're not really improving our game. So now it was about listening to the rank and file to harvest ideas so that we can um, map the way forward. Remember, this is also in tandem with our 10-point plan, where we want to take the organization yeah. to. What is your 10-point plan? Of one of it is that to to build a better communication system between the leadership and the rank and file. And yeah. this fit quite nicely into that. Part of that is also a visit to LFAs. We call that Operation Hispasuk. Yeah. Now there we do not visit the leadership only. We visit the local players. We want to see if they play football. If football is played at local level, the conditions of yeah. the, the, the teams, the fields, the equipment, everything. And that obviously we need to, to, to take, we need to internalize it and then to develop plans accordingly. And I think one of the big ones, and that's our, to, to, to put in place our business unit. Yeah. We are all volunteers. We are footballers. We yeah. do not have the expertise to raise the necessary funds yeah. and also to put, you know, the business um, um, touch to the organization. Yeah. So we want to form that business unit with business people who can look at that part. And you must also understand that football is played mostly by the poor. Yeah. You do not get, when you get to the multi-rich, you do not get football teams yeah. there. You go to yeah. the schools, you do not even find a football field, although yeah. they have the best facilities. So the poor need a lot of assistance. Yeah. And that's why the business unit will help us a lot. Yeah. Then there's also something that we're trying and it might not, it might just be a leaflet and a more awareness one, is the, you know, the parents that's very much interested in the youth development, we welcome that. But we also found that they do not know the rules of the game, but they are better referees than anybody sure, yeah, else. Yeah, we see that every weekend, don't we? Yes, so that's an awareness campaign that we're also rolling out. Yeah. Now, I read the report compiled by Mr. Noor Nasiruddin on the Have You Say forum. There are many things that were highlighted. Yes. To mention but a few, the following concerns were raised at the forum. Yeah. Um, uh, those who attended mentioned that SAFA does not show any interest at LFA or district level, yet your 10-point plan just mentioned that yeah. that is on your hit list. There's also a concern about what has happened to the 2010 legacy funds. Now, the World Cup is t- eight years ago. Yes. Is there still legacy funds out there? Yeah. And, yes. and where where has it gone? What what has happened to it? Of course, there's also been points raised about the consideration must be given to the don't haves, which is also one of your ten point plans in terms of the don't haves, the so, sort of tougher or struggling regions in the Western Cape uh, in football. And then, of course, um, there were mentions points mentioned about the RDC must add value at events. I'm not sure if that is um, fund uh, football tournaments or whatever events they are referring to. And of course, I've also picked up that competition must run concurrently to avoid recycling of players. Now, I'm assuming 
that this what is meant by that is that uh, there's calls for the leagues to run at the same time and not have a summer and a winter league in order for players to jump from one club or to move from one league to the other. And that, of course, creates a lot of administrative and registration issues, I can imagine. And then, of course, what is the national framework, talent identification, and then, of course, Inter-LFA Super League proposed. Um, something that stood out for me is that if we look at what, what we're trying to do as football people, is to try and produce winners. Yeah. And in, speaking about Western Cape, we've always yeah. dominated provincial football at national level or our provincial provincial teams have usually have normally dominated and of course if we are winners corporates would come on board and everybody would be happy what has happened what has been the problem why the western cape or cape town has not dominated uh football at the national level one of the biggest challenges we experience at this moment is that um, we're part of a bigger setup with the advent of of um, our democracy we were no longer just Western Province, but we are now Western Cape, which means that the metropole, which um, we've always referred to as Western Province, is now part of six districts. Yeah. So we need to play off or, or, to, or to compete against them for a, 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 a space or for place in the Western Cape team. Yeah. Now, what also happened is that there was a quota system in place where every district would get maybe, for example, three players, and that will bring us to the 18 that we yeah. need. Now the tree from Cape Town might not be as might be far stronger than the tree from Eden or from Central Karoo or from Overberg, yeah. but it is a quota system. Yeah. But what we've adopted now is that, or rather we've agreed to, is that the best must take yeah. the field. Yeah. Now what happened to our under twenty one team? It looks like the selectors went back to the quota system. Therefore, we had two goalkeepers from Eden. And then we had a couple of players from Overberg. Yeah. And when we compare them to the the, the, three, the, from the, the, the three from Cape Town, yeah. it was not the same. Yeah. It was the different standard because of different games also. But however, we should be also brutally honest with our football standards in Cape Town. Yeah. If it's really up to standard to the rest. Yeah. We've played um, last year or this year with the SAB was the first time now or uh, in since a, a very long time that we've won automatic prom- pro- promotion to the ABC yeah. league. Be- before that, we've just made it with another team also. And, and the same can be said about the promotion from the ABC to the National First Division. And from there onwards also. So we need to, to be really honest with ourselves and not just blame the, the, the bigger setup and the yeah. quota system that, that's in the province. So let's go to some of the, 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 the identified problems with our system of talent identification. We know that a lot of, call it, they they refer to themselves as academies, and we must admit the academies are well structured. They got paid coaches, um, they got home grounds, they got the best facilities, equipment, they got everything, because they really put time and effort into it. And our community clubs have now taken it for granted that they will be there forever. And the the upskilling of coaches, when there's a coaching clinic, you will find those academies will send their coaches to be upskilled. And most of those B and A coaches are in in the academies. You do not find them in community clubs. But within community clubs, that's where the raw talent is. And the best talent are taken from community clubs, transported into the academies, and that's where where the further development takes place. So we need to look at that whole pathway or that pipeline of how we... Um, identify talent and how and, and when we develop it. Interesting insight. It's 11.50. We continue our conversation with South Cape Town President Bennett Bailey. It's 11.50. This is 3.43. We continue after this. Good Hope FM. Traffic.
In your morning traffic, there are delays on the N1 inbound before Durban Road. That's due to those long-term roadworks which are obstructing the left lane. Then there's a stationary vehicle on the N2 outbound at airport approach. Traffic is slow on the M3 inbound moving past Strubin Road. And then taking a look at the M5 northbound, there's congestion as you approach Berkeley Road. If you have any other traffic info, you can drop us a WhatsApp on 0726704025. For Good Hope FM traffic, I am Tamara Snow. Hour coming up in the next hour. Leanne Williams, 12 to 3 p.m. Only on Good Hope FM. And of course, Jerry Saunders standing in for Leanne Williams today. Big things happening in the show tomorrow. We might have found Kiki. Do you know who that is? Kiki? Kiki. Uh, no. We found Kiki, Drake's I'm, Kiki. I know who Kaka is. Okay. 100%. Yeah, sure I just, are you sure you don't know Kiki? Do you love her? <laughs> can you please introduce are you, are you me? Are you can, you, <laughs> can you please introduce me? Drake, please send this man a message. We can't. 343 is out Thanks, and we continue our conversation with South Cape Town President uh, Bennett Bailey. And of course, we chatting about the Have Your Say Forum, which of course took place last Saturday. Bennett, tell us, will the Have Your Say Forum continue and what's the plan with it? Yes, we've been rolling it out to to local football associations. And that process we haven't started yet, but that's the intention. Like I said, this is part of our campaign to improve our communication um, from top to the lowest level. Because we need to to get all those ideas because we we just within the first year of our four-year term, and we need to make it work. Now, one of the points or one of the questions that was raised at the forum on Saturday was a report on the 2010 legacy funds. Yes. Can you give us some insight? Because I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of people out there, a lot of public people wanting to know what happened to the legacy funds. Is it still available? It's eight years after the World Cup. Has it had an impact? Or where can people see the difference that the legacy funds have made to local football? The legacy fund is still in place. The funds are still available. There's a board comprising our FIFA and South Africans on that and it's being tightly controlled. Funds has been distributed to local football associations since inception and up to date. We're still waiting for our last tranche to come from South National and we're in the process now. I think the treasurer just told me yesterday he sent the last documentation away so we're waiting on the tranche. And those funds it's between 11 to 20,000 goes directly to football so- to the local football associations. We, South Cape Town, does not use a cent of that. It goes th- directly to the Football Association. But that is earmarked for youth development. So if you have a youth structure, youth games taking place, and you've submitted your lock and your fixtures, you will then be compensated. So that's in place. Do you think that the, the, the legacy funds have truly made an impact since the World Cup in South Africa or in Western Cape football? It really helped us especially with the youth football, because youth football is being played. Previously, there was always a concern, how do we get youth football to be played and they need a lot of funds? And this really assisted them. Because now we must remember there's also a, 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 call it a permanent co- coordinator at that level. So coordination is taking place. So it really um, assists with football development. What's your parting message for Cape Town and Western Cape footballers and clubs out there as we end our conversation uh, here on 343? Vision 22, Vision 22 has been adopted by South National. Now, that has been adopted in, 19, uh, I think it's 2011. Yeah. We now... Are we on track? I don't think we're on track. We The intention is that we need to get to Qatar. I think we're going to miss that boat also, but we need to make the most of it. Yeah. I think that wherever we play football, we need to put our efforts together and make this work. We owe it not only to footballers, but we owe it to the community and our country at large. 
Bennett Bailey, thank you very much for taking time out of your schedule to come join us here on Good Hope FM1343. We look forward to chatting to you in the future. All the best with your term in office. And of course, um, in the interest of football, we hope everybody can enjoy your leadership. Thank you. That's 343 for today. I'll be back next Tuesday with Pedal and Stride. It's 11.54, unfortunately, for Stan Mars. I'm not sure what you're going to do this weekend. There's no English Premier League this weekend. You're going to watch some international football. And then, of course, I'll update you next week with the latest fixtures and um, results. That's all from 343 for today. For Good Hope FM Sport, I'm Zaid Omar. Hey, yo, check it out. Good Hope FM. Good Hope FM. Now.